This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 251 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by FeedXL. You can find them at FeedXL.com. Enjoy today's tip. Hi, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, horse capital of the world. Uh, my wife and I were out at the Kentucky Horse Park yesterday to watch the uh, juniors and young riders out there, the championships. We got to see a little bit of the cross country. Got to see a little bit of the cross country course also, that the, uh, the jumps that they're building for the WAG over there. And it looks fantastic. It's looking great because we had so much rain this year here in Kentucky that everything is very, very green. And then last night I had the opportunity to go back uh, to the new outdoor stadium at the Kentucky Horse Park and watch the musical dressage tests go. The kids did a great job over there in their in their musical freestyles. It was just wonderful. And, of course, the new stadium, they got to ride in that, and it was very special for them because they got to ride in the stadium that the WEG will be held in in just a couple of months. And all the top names in the world will be riding on that very same spot. So that was pretty cool for all of them. Be sure to check out the jumping, dressage, and... Uh, eventing radio shows this week. I almost forgot what the third one was. Eventing radio shows this week as Chris and I were over at the horse park and she interviewed a bunch of the kids that were there in each of the disciplines. And it was a, f- it, there were a bunch of fun shows. So you can find all of those at horseradionetwork.com. Well, today we have with us, back with us, Dr. Nerida Richards. Dr. Richards is from a company called FeedXL, who is one of our newest sponsors, but she's also a doctor of nutrition and uh, gives us some tips based on nutrition and does a terrific job. It's always fun to have her on, and you learn so much when she's on. So this is one of her continuing series of tips on nutrition, and that's Dr. Richards, and she's from Australia. So we're very glad to have her as part of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on the Horse Radio Network, HRN. And right now we're going to talk a little bit about FeedXL, and then we'll get to Dr. Richards. You know, FeedXL does all the smart stuff that it takes to formulate and balance a horse's diet. It takes all the science and math that a doctor of equine nutrition learns and makes it super easy and fun for you to use. Just plug in a few simple details to see if your horse is having his nutritional requirements met. FeedXL is like having your own personal equine nutritionist stuffed in your back pocket. In using the details about your horse and what you feed him, FeedXL does some math and calculations and all that kind of stuff behind the scenes, and it tells you if your horse's nutritional requirements are being met. You can see the results uh, displayed in numerous ways, including I really like the easy-to-read graphs, and, and they highlight if you're feeding too much or if you're feeding too little, and that goes for hay and, and all kinds of things. And you can learn more about equine nutrition and how to feed your horse for the ultimate performance by using FeedXL's Learning Center, and you can find that at FeedXL.com. That's FeedXL.com. And now, Dr. Richards. Well, hi, Dr. Richards, and welcome all the way from Australia to Horse Tip Daily. How are you today? Hi, Glenn. It's great to be back here with you. I'm great, thank you. Yeah, we, we had you on there uh, last week talking about uh, talking about our new sponsor, FeedXL, and you work with them. And, of course, you are a doctor of nutrition. Is that correct? 
That is right, yes. And you've agreed to come back on all the way from Australia to give us some nutrition tips for people's horses and to talk a little bit about horse health, and we appreciate that. Oh, no problem. I just um, hope that I use all the right words and, and um, use the terminology that you guys are used to. Well, if not, 90% of us won't know the difference. So, <laughs> so um, that's one thing when you talk about nutrition and horse health, you know. We're, we're, uh, we're, anything we learn is going to be appreciated. Now, today, I wanted to mention, too, that they can go back and listen. We did a, a, a tip show where you actually came on and talked about the program Feed XL, and we appreciate you guys becoming a sponsor. But they can go back and take a listen to that as well. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and how, how you got interested in horses and, and why you chose becoming a doctor, a, a nutrition doctor. <laughs> well, it was, it was almost um, a fortunate fluke so I'll, I'll um, get to that but I grew up on a beef cattle property in New South Wales in Australia and all the cattle mustering was done on horseback so we had horses from a, a very young age. My um, child's pony was a thoroughbred cross. It used to buck me off all the time so I often think that my parents just didn't like me <laughs> but um, I, I, certainly, I certainly learned to ride on him but when I went to university and did uh, a Bachelor of rural science so it was basically a broad-based agricultural degree um, we did soils agronomy um, as well as all the different commercial animal industries when I finished all of our Australian animal industries were pretty much flat and there was no work in them so the, the dairy industry was um, deregulated and, and in the dumps and um, beef cattle weren't doing any good either and I, I certainly didn't want to work in agronomy so I was invited to stay on and, and do a PhD and one of those was in horse nutrition and um, I jumped at that one because I just loved horses. I just never thought as a kid growing up that I could actually um, have a career working with them. So that was sort of how it happened. Well, cool. Now, do you still ride? I do. I do. I don't get much of a chance at the moment. Um, I've got a little um, or almost 12-month-old girl now, um, so I don't get a lot of chance to get out. But, yeah, any chance I, I do get, I certainly love Cool. All right. Good. Well, today we're going to start by talking about uh, a coat shine, right? Yes, that's right. All right. So how can we help everybody today? Okay. So coat shine. The first um, thing I guess you need to keep in mind when you're trying to get your horse's coat shiny is that you have to build on a good foundation, and that is always, for us, a um, balanced diet. So you have to make sure that all your main nutrients, um, things like protein, minerals like copper and zinc and vitamins and particularly vitamins like vitamin A are all met in your horse's diet. If one of those things are missing, um, trying to do anything else to make your horse's coat shiny is, is going to be kind of tough work because your foundation's not right. Um, so the second, and, and of course I would say um, the easiest way to get your horse's diet balanced is to use feed fill. Um, it just makes it really easy to see if you're meeting all your horse's requirements. I hope I'm allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the second the second step to getting a shiny coat um, is to add some oils to the diet. They're a really good way to um, get your horse's coat shiny. And oftentimes, if your horse's coat is not shiny and the horse is on a balanced diet, it's because there are some oils missing from the diet. And this may be because you're feeding, say, in, in winter when you don't have any access to fresh pasture, if you're feeding just conserved hay, um, some of the oil quality in the hay does drop during the um, process of making the hay. So just adding some, either you can add some oil seeds like sunflower seeds or full fat soybean 
or um, linseed to the diet. Uh, which I think you guys call flaxseed. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, you can add liquid oils to the diet, um, and pretty much any oil is going to have a positive impact on I was going to ask you, is there, is there one oil you would prefer over another? We tend to use um, cold-pressed canola or soybean oils quite a lot for coat shine, um, but I mean, things like flaxseed oil are brilliant, uh, and even rice bran oil and coconut oil are really good for coats as well. So you, you get a pretty good response to most oils okay. with and, coat shine. And how much? You don't need very much. Um, for your standard, say, 1,000-pound horse, um, I'm going to talk in metric cups, but, but say um, a quarter to a half of a metric cup, okay. which is 60 to 125 mils, um, so probably, let me guess. That's a little four, less than, that's um, a, that'd probably thousand? be, for us, it'd be, probably be about a third of a cup. Okay. Uh, yep. I'll help you. That's not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but a third of a cup, that's, a, that's about what we used to do, yeah. So what, what else can they do beside the oil? Or is that the main thing here? Okay, so your oils are going to give you a really good shine, provided that you're feeding them on top of a, a balanced diet. Uh, now, some people also want to darken their horse's coat, um, and... If you want to darken your horse's coat, your horse obviously has to have the genetics to go a darker colour. You can't turn a light bay into a dark bay by feeding it something, unless it's got. So you can't, you can't just give it. You can't just give it dark chocolate and expect to uh, have its coat turn dark chocolate. No. No. <laughs> no. Although. Um, Wouldn't that be no. nice? <laughs> Let's just say no. Wish that worked for us. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Um, so things like molasses will often make a horse's coat go dark. And, um, is that right? Few Palomino people say, sorry? Is that right? Is that correct? But, yeah. I mean, you, you'll often hear people say that um, if you feed a Palomino molasses, it'll go what they call smutty. Um, so get a dark <laughs> colouring, particularly through its tail and, and also through its, its body. Um, but I know two of my horses have got um, liver chestnut genetics behind them and, and they are a very dark chestnut but if I give them a, a lot of molasses and I'm talking you know two cups a day um, and I haven't done this for a long time so don't freak out everyone but um, <laughs> they used to go a really really dark liver chestnut cup um, huh. and also things and you're, yeah, feed, you're um, feeding the molasses not rubbing it all over them right because that'll make no. them dark but <laughs> <laughs> they also make everything it makes a horrible mess <laughs> um the other thing that, that reportedly, and I, I have to admit I haven't actually tried this one, but um, reportedly darkens coats is gamma-rhizinol, which is found naturally in rice bran. So um, people may find that if they feed rice bran, their horses' coats may go darker. Um, and you can also purchase gamma-rhizinol in a purified form if, if people wanted to try that. But like I said, I haven't actually tried it personally, but people do tell me that it, it does have that effect. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's it's not a, a well-known one, but I've had a, um, quite a few people over the years tell me that it, it does actually uh, work. So um, Now, the next next thing you need to do, obviously, is worm regularly. Um, and anyone who has had a horse um, that has had a high worm burden will know that it just takes the shine off their coat and it also makes their coat go, go fuzzy and, and horrible. So you cannot get a horse with a nice shiny coat if it's got a heavy worm burden. So um, be sure to worm regularly and follow a good worm um, rotation program. And the last thing is to brush the horse um, because brushing 
essentially gets rid of all the dead hair and it also stimulates the sebaceous glands um, and when they're stimulated they release oil which um, lines the hair and has it lie flat and um, keeps it nice and shiny. Yeah, we always said that, you know, if you, obviously the more you brush, the, the shinier they're going to be. Um, yeah. You can't expect to brush a horse once a week and have it be a shiny horse. Um, no, no. I mean, you, I mean, some people have those really naturally shiny horses with gorgeous coats all the time, but, yeah, if you've got um, a, anything like I have at the moment, a woolly mammoth, then, yes, it does um, does take a lot of brushing to keep the coat shiny. And, and I think you would agree, and you know, it's a combination of everything. You know, you can't just feed him the oil and expect the coat to be shiny and never brush him. So no. it's sort of like losing weight. You got to do the diet and the exercise. Yeah, you, you kind of have to do both. Yep, no, that's right. And the, and the, really, the most important thing is making sure your horse is on a balanced diet. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm a nutritionist. I know that if you're trying to get a horse's coat shiny and there's things missing from the diet, it, it really is difficult to do. And, of course, to find out if your horse is on a balanced diet, you can visit Dr. Richard's uh, website at feedxl.com and take a look over there. And, of course, we've been doing ads for you now, so we, we really appreciate that. And we thank you for coming on. Will you come back and, uh, and uh, do more tips for us? Yeah, no problem. Sure will. It'll be great. Okay. Thanks, Dr. Richards. Well, thank you again to Dr. Richards for joining us all the way from Australia. It's always a bit of a feat to figure out a good time because they're so far ahead of us in time. that uh, It's always a bit of a feat to try and schedule the Australia interviews and, and, and tips and things. It uh, takes some calculation. I got that uh, calculator right on my, uh, in my favorites here because you have to use that when figuring that out. Just not that good at it in my head. Well, everybody, that wraps up this week, so I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert, another new week, and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. 